Thanks for joining the Golf Underground. Now, the Golf Underground is made possible by Mariner Wealth, helping you navigate your financial future. Star Companies KC. Experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's insulation services. Cowell Insurance, providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, care plans backed by research and clinical results, tailored perfectly to individuals' needs. By The Flats KC, Kansas City's coolest apartment experience. Check them out at theflatskc.com. Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia, where you'll score a double eagle on your next car or truck. Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience. Now, on to the program. ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground with Kevin Ward and Brian Sullivan. It's been, Bordeaux's got an appointment at 1045. I got an, a hair appointment at 11 to get my hair cut. I shouldn't have said appointment. I got a haircut at 10-11. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's like 10-10 like already. And it's been, we've been here 45 minutes well, trying well, to set this damn thing up. Soli asked me, and maybe I didn't ask you, but... If you so want to do it in your basement, we can turn your basement into our studio. No, I, I like it here. I like this place. <laughs> okay, well, then stop bitching. We got Stella in the house. I mean, she's, we got the new Mrs. We got, Ward. We got the mascot. Pretty amazing. And um, and we've got our favorite guest, Drew Hinesley. So, uh, Drew Hinesley, if you've, you've listened to our program before, um, he is a, a former tour caddy. Currently works at uh, NBC. He runs. He, he runs up and down the golf holes, following the uh, the players, reporting on uh, reporting on just about everything. Back to the booth, and and Drew, um, it was awesome following your your journey last week at the uh, at the Ryder Cup. So tell us a little bit about that. I was actually in charge of the entire Ryder Cup broadcast. My producer's headset went out in the truck, and I was playing quarterback out on the golf course, coordinating the entire broadcast all four groups and all the spotters and all the yardage guys while still doing my job, helping Sergio, John, Ron, and I want to say Brooks Kepka and Jordan speak. So there was a lot going on in my world on Saturday morning, but um, I love listening to you guys and hear about all the, the hangups you guys have in the vault. And I just got to see Stella on the zoom call. She's now my favorite member of the golf underground. I love that. <laughs> I love that. All right. Hey, what was your, what was your coolest moment last last week previously maybe george asked me what's the greatest golf shot i've ever seen and i didn't have a really good answer for that and then all of a sudden friday morning on the uh, 17th hole you guys may have been watching when justin thomas on the par 317th hit the side of the bank and it went dead left into a really bad lie and jordan spieth his partner was left with a shot basically in a gopher hole and they were discussing taking relief they were one down or two down or something. Uh, it was basically ended the match taking relief. And so Jordan just had to figure out a way to hit this shot. It was the shot where he swung and upon following through, he ran down towards Lake Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> and the ball went up 60 yards straight up in the air. And then the wind hit it and pushed it back to the hole. And then it hit and spun to six feet. Um, and I said immediately to everybody that was around the green, and they all agreed, greatest golf shot I've ever seen. 
Well, then he was horizontal. I have no idea how he didn't fall in the water. <laughs> hey, what, what, what was it like? Yeah, um, the only reason he didn't fall, there was a little bit of a flat piece. <laughs> right. Hey, what, what was the mindset of the Americans go, going into it? I mean, did, did, because you get a chance to kind of hang around them and watch them talk with each other. And, you know, there was concerns going into it that, um, you know, the, the ugly American self-centered team were all going to be playing for themselves, which has been our demise over the past few Ryder Cups. Did you sense that they liked each other? You, you did get that sense, um, you know, even the caddies and the uh, support staff, you know, Tim Mickelson was out there along with his brother, Phil. Uh, Tim was kind of the, the, uh, the, the uh, assistant or whatever you want to call for all the caddies, putting carts in place. Uh, everybody was just happy to help. Um, you knew they were going to be a little bit better <clears throat> coalescing as a team when everybody but Brooks went up for the pre-tournament site visit the week before and the reason Brooks didn't go he was still undergoing some treatment at home um but yeah everybody had a great attitude about it uh the teams you know the, the way that Stricker communicated with them and Stricker's a very um I think I think Sully you were out with me when I was with Stricker in Phoenix yep. in his group and so I know the kind of competitor he is inside the ropes and he's just as fiery as the captain but he's still that very soft-spoken lead by example kind of guy he was standing on tee boxes fist bumping the players actually fist bumped me and bones as we came by uh, it was kind of neat and surreal to walk from the third tee to the seventh tee fist bump steve stricker and then fist bump steph curry who were <laughs> both encouraging the players and then and then you get you know michael jordan's out there walking around and you just, it was really, really cool the way the American folks supported the players. It would have been nice to see some European fans to maybe bounce some cheers back and forth and get a little bit of that going. But um, the team, you could tell the team, they were, they were a team from the word go. They didn't care about, you know, personal achievements this past week. They just wanted to win. And that was very evident the way they played and the way they behaved with, amongst each other. George, what did you see? What did you think going in? Well, I was in Mexico, so it was kind of tough to watch it. And I remember watching the morning matches a little bit because they came on like at six in the morning and uh, watched some of the morning matches. And then we went and did our stuff, came back in the afternoon, and then it was in Spanish. So <laughs> it was really kind of hard to understand. But, uh, I mean, it was it was amazing just to see how they fed off one another. Um uh, the shots that were hit, the young guys played so well, the rookies, you know, you never know, Drew, do you, how a rookie's going to react and something like that. And all of them played so well. Morikawa played good. Shoffley, you know, I don't know if he was a rookie or not, but what, what a team those guys yeah. weren't like their team. Yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. And you got Spieth and you got uh, Justin. They struggled because they played Rom both times, right. didn't they? And Rahm and Sergio, they couldn't miss. I mean, those guys are such a great team. But uh, the rest of the guys played so good. And, and uh, I mean, it was exciting. I flew all day Sunday. Didn't get a chance to see it. And um, uh, I did tape it. I did watch the replays of it. And it was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, was, um, what, what were your thoughts on, um, on the European reaction? You know, and I don't know if you guys saw this, where Rory was crying at the end of the, uh, you know, his, his interview. What, it, it, I mean, did you? Did you sense that these guys were totally devastated, Drew? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a pall in the air around those guys. Um, I, I got a chance to walk up 18 with Billy Foster 
Matt Fitzpatrick's caddy, and Billy is a legend in the caddy world, caddy for Seve, for crying out loud. That wow. job alone makes him a legend in the caddy world, but since then he's gone on caddy for guys like Thomas Bjorn, um, Lee Westwood, now Matt Fitzpatrick, and Billy was nearly in tears walking up 18. I mean, it meant that much to him. And he's, you know, this is his 12th, 13th, I don't know how many Ryder Cups. It's not like it's his maiden voyage in this and he's upset he's 0-1. It's just such a big part of their lives. And I think, you know, people have talked about, you know, here in America, you see a guy and you go, that guy won the Masters. Or that guy won the U.S. Open. In Europe, they go, that guy's 5-2-3 and three in the Ryder Cup. You know, that, that sticks with you in Europe. And, um, and the caddies, you know, they, they wear those records very proudly as well. Uh, you know, Ian Poulter, you know, 6-0-1 now in singles. And um, I heard Shane Lowry walk over to Ian's son and say, all right, it's yours to carry now. You know, think about that for young Poulter, who's now just starting his career at the University of Florida as a golfer. And he knows that he's destined to carry on the Poulter 6-0-1 Ryder Cup singles record. Let's yes. talk about pressure. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Hey, so speaking that's how of- those guys feel it. And they were definitely saddened. Um, you know, I saw a team assistant walk up to Rory on the 16th fairway when we were with that final match, and he, he had a bunch of drinks in his hand. He goes, beer, gin, and tonic, or a smoothie? And Rory said, I'll take a smoothie. I certainly thought he was going for the hard stuff right there, but um, he took a smoothie, being the fitness guy he is. Jeez. Holy, if there was ever a time to get cocked, it was that time. You were thinking. <laughs> well, what is, funny. I hey, Drew? Was, I didn't, yeah. What is what is Rory's problem? I mean, God, he is he hitting it bad, or is he going up against guys that are just playing out their ass, or or is he can't make a putt? Well, what's his problem? Because what was he zero and three? Well, he won a singles match against Xander, who won a gold medal earlier this year. So he uh, he beat a guy that was really good. For Rory, sometimes it's just you know you wonder if his you know, his ball position isn't right, his, his body position, his lines aren't right, because he just looks very bad. And then all of a sudden, the next day, he beats the gold medalist in singles. So uh, Rory is a – he's a we, we've been calling him a once-in-a-generation talent for a while. Unfortunately, he's kind of stalled out with those four majors. Um, and we'd like to see him – you know, I, I personally would like to see him win the Masters and, and complete the career grand slam. Um, I don't know what it is, Rory. I know he's going through a new coach, uh, kind of a new old coach. So he maybe, you know, as you heard Tiger say in the past, caught between swings, caught between swing thoughts. And I think that could be happening with him. And, you know, maybe he just needs some time off. You know how it is, George. I mean, those dog days of summer, uh, you just need some time off. You need a couple of days rest. And then all of a sudden you come back and you're rejuvenated. And I think Rory just needs a little time away and he'll come back in 2022 a better, better golfer. That yeah. ball position looks back to me in his stance. Then I think he gets a little into out and under. Well, I think we need to bring you out of the range. At the, uh, he's probably going to play the hero in December, so I'll fly you down to the Bahamas. Get Don, you if the he range, wants to get an absolute. Maybe you, maybe you can sort that out for him at Albany. If he wants a case of the slots, just have him give me a shout. We'll get him dialed. I was amazed how many guys are down in down in Mississippi playing after playing know, in the I Ryder Cup. Sergio Cup. going. Is that unbelievable? Yeah. Well, you know, Sergio is the defending champ. So Yeah. Sergio is the defending champ. So and that was that broke a three year winless drought for him. So he's probably pretty grateful for the folks at Jackson. Um, he played amazing. I was I was saying I thought I'd seen seventeen on Friday morning. And then Saturday morning, I was with the Brooks Burger 
Rom Sergio match. Uh, Brooks tried to get that drop out of the bush, um, had 200 yards to the flag. The ball was on the front side of the bush. Like just getting contact on the ball was difficult, much less putting it on the green for 200 yards. So I immediately thought, well, that's the greatest shot I've seen. A day after I said that about Jordan's shot. And then the very next hole from 245 into a right to left win, Sergio hits a three wood to two feet. And I'm like, well, that's the best shot I've ever seen. <laughs> so maybe the answer to, to your question, when you ask me what the best shot I've seen is, I'll just say, wait until the next Ryder Cup. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about, what about Bryson's T-ball? Those guys, especially a guy like Sergio. What about Bryson's T-ball on, uh, what is it, five or six uh, that you, day? You were asking about Bryson's T-ball on one on well, he drove the green on no, one. Well, he drove no, the green on one, but well, then on the 14th hole, I think he took a shortcut and hit it 412 or something. No, that was on six. Or on six? He did. <clears throat> yeah, that was on Sunday. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> Phil and Amy Mickelson walked by me as I was shooting the yardage there. And Phil looked at me and goes, see where you're standing? And I said, yeah, I was standing maybe a yard to the left of his ball on Sunday. And, I, and he said, yeah, I said, see, that, see that divot between your feet? That was his divot from yesterday. So he got a lot of press for doing it on Sunday, but I think he did it on Saturday as well. And I'm um, on number one on Sunday, driving the green. Phil's walking up the fairway, and I kind of joked. I said, looks like one of your bombs there, huh? And he said, I got nothing for that. And he said, not only that, but he's putting the eyes out of it. It's not just a one-trick pony. And Phil pointed that out, and then Bryson went on to make the 40-foot eagle putt. And beat Sergio, and I thought Sergio played brilliantly, and it was an absolute master class. Bones and I were with Sergio for the five sessions. So to watch Sergio operate in that environment, watch the gamesmanship, the sportsmanship, the quality of play, uh, I will be taking that to one of these young kids I'm going to work with in the future and definitely trying to uh, parlay that into some match play success for him, what I learned from Sergio. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what about um, what, what were your thoughts on Shane Lowry's comments after the uh, the Ryder Cup? He thought Cantley was a little bitchy. He certainly got a little uh, angry with uh, Bryson laying his putter down, uh, <laughs> right for the gimme putts, and and I, he kind of piped up and, and and wasn't a big fan of the Americans. Um, what was your take on it? Yeah, he wasn't a big fan of the golf course. I know that. I heard that from his lips uh, while I was out there with that final match just didn't like the golf course, didn't like the way it pitched up in certain areas, and um, just really didn't give you an opportunity if you did miss that fairway that was 15 yards wide, didn't really give you an opportunity to miss it in a place where you could advance the ball. So I know he didn't like that very much. And, um, you know, again, it's one of those, if you're walking down the middle, it's an okay place, but if you get offline there, it can really cause some problems, not just heavy rough, but uneven ground um, ball sitting on a little bit of a ledge while you're well below it with your feet. Uh, very hard to get a, get a shot to do what you want there. So uh, just, I'm not sure the Europeans would ever pick that as a venue ever again, not just final four, but the way the, the course played a little bit. Marco Simone, which is where we're going to play in Rome in 2023, I think will be a lot similar to the golf national and I will favor the Europeans. So, Shane Lowry and those guys that were a little upset about everything this year will probably be able to uh, be on the other side of it in Rome in two years. God, what's your take? I mean, it, uh, Whistling Straits is a beautiful place, right? 
I mean, do you, do you think they had some justification in saying it was a little goofy? Yeah, I, it's absolutely a beautiful place. Set there hard up against Lake Michigan. Um, it's not a place I would want to play in the wind, I'll tell you that. The wind, when the wind was up Friday and Saturday, uh, you know, in the morning it was somewhat easy for me to do my job because I had two golf balls to worry about. But when I had four golf balls and they were dispersed over a 100-yard wide area and I had to deal with stands and hills, uh, it's, a, it's a tough place to get around. Uh, your feet are killing you after that. I think I did, you know, 94 holes in, in three days. So I was pretty worn out. That's not a place I would want to play as my home club. Um, it's just, it, it's a, I think it'd be great for a guy's trip in the summertime. And once you do it, you've done it and you're, you know, it's not, not a place like a Pine Valley or a National Golf Links or a Pebble Beach or a Cypress that you'd want to make multiple trips to. I think once you've been there and you've seen it, you're good. Uh, there's other places, I think, that are along the uh, waterline that are a little bit better golf courses that you could play. But again, for what it for what it brought us from the American fans, those Wisconsin fans, I mean, talk about passion. I walked out the tunnel in the first tee at 6.15 on Friday morning, 40 minutes before, or 50 minutes, excuse me, before the first group was set to tee off. And there was probably about 10,000 people on the tee and around the first hole, screaming and yelling, playing Bruce Springsteen, you know, born in the USA. It was a wild atmosphere. Maybe we don't get that if we're not in Wisconsin. So I got to give those Wisconsin fans a lot of credit because it was 40 degrees Friday morning and they were out there in shorts and t-shirts. I couldn't believe it. Felt like I was at a Packers game. You were listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artisan producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan from the Golf Underground here with a little good news. And that good news is that even double-digit handicappers like me can occasionally make a double eagle. All right, maybe not on a golf course, but even guys like me can score when buying a new car or truck. I'm talking about two stores, two brothers, and four generations, treating customers just like family. I'm talking about our buddies at Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia. With these guys, you'll always score two under with double the inventory and double the customer satisfaction. That's the Bobsite Double Eagle. 
Now, Bob's site offers a wide selection of vehicles and promise to make the car buying process as quick and as hassle-free as possible. Now, whether you have poor credit, no credit, or maybe a first-time car buyer, you can trust Bobsite Ford. And Bobsite Independence Kia will get you into the car or truck you choose with professionalism and attention to your needs. So go visit our buddies at Bobsite.com, but only if you're looking for a vehicle that makes you feel like a U.S. Open champion. You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City 94.5 FM. All right, so Drew, we got um, obviously we're we're moving forward into the wraparound season. Uh, a couple questions: Who do you like moving forward this Ryder Cup that kind of catapults into play for this coming season? That's uh, easy, Scotty Scheffler. Um, I think he really, you know, is a controversial pick. He um, he was picked mainly to pair with Bryson, who is, to be fair, a difficult personality. I think Bryson did himself a lot of good and goodwill with the way he behaved. And now at the long drive championship, really having some fun with that part of his game. But yeah, Scotty Scheffler, I think is due for a win soon. I think the confidence of going up against some of Europe's best in that environment and coming out on top will only help him going forward. I've always said, I saw Scotty five years ago um, at Eastlake for the first time in the Eastlake cup. And um, he was unlike all the other kids who were 100% max effort, you know, everything going sky high, lots of spin. He had different gears. He could move it both ways. He could hit it all nine windows. Um, and that was in college, and he's only gotten better. And um, I think he, he will have a big springboard effect. I think a guy that not a lot of people are talking about from the European team that's going to play well and play well in America moving forward is Bern Wiesberger. He actually played really good. He just ran into a couple of really hot players in Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger when I saw him but he was confident. He doesn't hit it very far, but he's very accurate. And I think you may see him win on American soil very soon based on his Ryder Cup positive experience. Hey, on, on another note, now that uh, Bones is uh, Justin Thomas's caddy, um, does he pass the mic off to you? Do you become <laughs> next? <laughs> Boy, that would be awesome if the uh, dominoes fell like that, but I have full faith and confidence that uh, Tommy Roy and the NBC Brain Trust has thought that contingency through and they have a plan and they'll be ready to execute at their next broadcast, which isn't too far away. Um, they have John Wood, who, um, you know, was kind of uh, brought in after Bones, but I think does a great job. Nota Begay still an on-course commentator that's fantastic. Uh, Kay Cockrell, you know, does a great job leading some of the women's broadcast. Jerry Foltz also. Uh, Roger Maltby still still there they haven't quite sent him off into the sunset just yet and i'm sure there's some new talent that they're developing and they'll bring along and we'll probably all be made aware at the same time of who that is my my prediction is that nbc picks up our good friend colton knows that's my prediction oh oh Really? That's my prediction. Well, I think Colt the guys at CBS would um, would fight very hard to keep Colt in their uh, in their employ because he is definitely a ray of sunshine for them. Why would Colt? Sure. Why would Colt want to go to NBC? How many golf tournaments a year does NBC televise? More than you think. 
Yeah, more than you think. The, well, the CBS job gives you the PGA Championship and the Masters. The NBC gig gives you the U.S. Open, Olympics every four years, Ryder and President's Cups. So it's, a, it's kind of a six of one, half dozen of the other, because even though there's only a couple of huge events for CBS, one of them is the Masters. And Colt never played in the Masters. So to be able to call the Masters, Colt, if you remember, turned pro before he could go play as the U.S. Amateur Champion. He, he, he forfeited his exemption. So he's never played in the Masters. So calling the Masters, I think, is a bucket list kind of thing for Colt. So before he leaves CBS, I think you're going to see him a couple of times down Magnolia Lane for those guys. But how many, like how many NBC tournaments are televised? Probably 15. I know right? I worked, I worked 17 this year and I didn't work them all. I think they've got wow. 25. God, I always yeah, thought I mean, CBS I, was the CBS was the uh, crew. No, CBS is NFL heavy in the fall. They're NCAA tournament in the spring. And that's when, that's when NBC kind of jumps in and does, you know, a lot of stuff. And then the years that CBS does the Super Bowl like this past year, NBC jumps in at Phoenix as well. So you will see NBC do a lot of events. And again, we do two of the three playoff events, Ryder Cup. They're doing, I just got an email yesterday about asking me to work the hero in December, Tigers event. And then the following week, the PNC Father-Son Challenge in Orlando. So those are events that aren't highly thought of because that's the middle of the holiday season, but those are NBC golf events. Yeah, they, they put on quite a show throughout the year. And again, NBC and Golf Channel are under the same umbrella. So there's people working 50 weeks a year in the NBC golf department. Well, so Drew, uh, we had a big week a couple of weeks ago. We went to Wardo's wedding. And, um, Congratulations, several, Wardo. Yeah, Wardo's his pal. He's a married man now. And guess who officiated the wedding? <laughs> did, did George officiate? Minister <laughs> yes. George Brett, George, and I have another one in two weeks in Puerto Vallarta. You going to be caddy in there by any chance? Gosh, we'll go play a little golf. I hope the first one's still going by the time you do the second one. Yeah, the over under is three. I don't know if that's three years or three decades (laughs) or three days. (laughs) He's made it three weeks already. Almost, almost. (laughs) George, you want to you want to tell Drew um, how you finished up your presentation? What's that, Drew? I was going to tell Ordo, there was a lot of people betting good money. My wife and I wouldn't make it three and a half weeks, and we're, we're 13 plus years. So there's hope for you yet. If I can make it, I know you can. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so while, well, after this was happening, I, we had several cocktails with Colt. And so it was, it was great seeing him. And guess who the best man was, Drew? This is another, like an all star cast. Mr. Gary uh, Woodland. Let me say Gary, Gary Woodland. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, the guys, funniest thing about Gary, we're playing golf. We played golf Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? And and Gary's fretting the speech he's got to make as the best man. It, Gary doesn't like to speak in public. He's not a good public speaker, right? or he hasn't done it much, and he feels very uncomfortable. So we're sitting around before the wedding and, and he's, he's freaking out a little bit. And somebody comes up to me and says, yeah, Gary's thinking on going up there and starting his, his best man speech is, you know, COVID it's been tough traveling the last two years. And, you know, a lot of people have been stranded, but I just really want to thank everybody for coming out here today and support and showing support for me winning the U S open. 
<laughs> and he puts the mic down and then starts walking away and everybody just dies <laughs> laughing and then he grabs the mic and he gets up there and he gives uh, a great speech and at the end he got a little teary-eyed which was great it showed did. showed his love for kevin and all the things that kevin yeah. did for him in college and and remained friendship the, the remaining remaining friendship uh through his college days uh, he did a great job i thought he really did it, it was I mean, only matched by your performance well <laughs> we, we we didn't screw up we did give the rings away one one uh one page too soon i had to get say hey guys we screwed up give me the rings back we got to do this over again <laughs> <laughs> She tried to put it on my right hand too, Drew. So I didn't know. I thought that was a new tradition. Uh, I didn't know that it was going on my right hand. So I was a little caught off guard. Well, good. Listen, so Drew. Um, well, do you guys like, know why we wear the ring? Oh, no. Tell us. Do you guys know why we do you know why we wear a ring on our left uh, left hand on that finger? No. Uh, the ancients believe the ancients. The ancients believed that there was a vein that ran from that finger directly to your heart. So that's where, why you put your wedding ring on that finger. Wow. You're so romantic. God, you're like an encyclopedia. I thought you were just golf encyclopedia. You're everything. <laughs> you're my guy. I just need to get, I need to learn from you. You're, you're unbelievable. <laughs> hey, hey, so you're heading over to East Lake right now? I am in the parking lot staring at the 18th hole right now. now what, what's a Drew Heisley day look like at East Lake? I'm going to show up as late as I possibly can, grab two bags, take as much crap out of them as I can, and go 10 miles as quickly as I can and go home and watch a little baseball. Good for you. My Braves, my Braves are the NLE's champs. I, I saw that. What's that, four years in a row? Four years in a row. We're not quite back to where we were in the 90s, but we're, 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 we're working on that streak again. Well, my favorite players are, you know, Smoltz, Glavin, you know, all of them, you Maddox. know, the Maddox, yeah. they're just, they're, they're great Chipper. guys. They're better golfers than Chip. George. Chipper. Um, you yeah. know, they're almost as good as Robin. Yell. You know, what's amazing to me. You know, what's amazing to me, Drew, you look at the hall of fame. You got John Sherholtz, the general manager. You got Bobby Cox, the manager. You got four pitchers. You got Chipper Jones and they only won one world series. Right. Think about that. They won 11 championships I in a row I and know. only one world series with, with that kind of talent. Well, if you guys, if you have a second, I'll tell you a quick Bobby Cox story before we get out of here. Please. This came let, from John let it fly. Smoltz. So Tiger Woods sends Smoltz the text on a Saturday afternoon. This is middle of March, two, three weeks before the Masters. He says, you and me tomorrow, wheels up 6 a.m. We're playing Augusta. And if you've ever played Augusta, if you've ever heard stories, only the players playing in the Masters are allowed to play the tournament tees. So Smoltzy's going to get to play Augusta from the tournament tees with Tiger three weeks before the Masters. But it's also, George, as you know, it's a couple weeks before camp breaks and there's responsibilities, especially if you're a John Smoltz, your team leader. John gets this text. He says, now I'm pacing outside of Bobby's office. How am I going to explain this? How am I going to deliver to the news? Finally, he just busts in there, says, skip. I got a chance to play golf with Tiger Woods at Augusta tomorrow. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Bobby looked at him and said, see you Monday. And he said, if that's why we <laughs> bring me home wall, a shirt, that's yeah, why bring we, me a hat. That's why we would run through a wall for that guy because he was just like, yeah, see you Monday. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Good story. <laughs> you're, you're amazing. The amount of people you've been around, but you know, um, none are better. 
than Minister George Brett. And so I know he, you're a big Drew Hinesley fan. And, and he's I, a think, big- I think NBC is crazy if they don't offer you the job to take Bones's place. That's what I think. I think they're absolutely well, freaking crazy. Well I'll, you, well, I'll give you Tommy Roy's number and I'll let you lobby on my behalf. How's that? Send it. Send it. I'll, <laughs> I'll text him. <laughs> I will. I'll just say this is George Brad. I think you're absolutely crazy if you do not give Drew a chance to do Bones's job. <laughs> right. he, wouldn't he do amazing? Yes. You, right. You're you're smarter than most. You've He's, got the media background. We think he you has work the your ass off. You got the passion. He's got the passion. He's got the work ethic. He's got the knowledge. Right. What doesn't you're he have? Reaching to the corner. It's not me that makes this decision. I would sign that contract in a heartbeat. You must be ugly. They must not want to show your face on TV. <laughs> well, that's probably a big part of it, TV. <laughs> the last time I checked, Colt wasn't beautiful no. either. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I take Drew right. over Colt so all day. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having <laughs> me on this show. What a treat it is to join you again. And and uh, Wardo, congratulations on being a newlywed. Thanks, brother. We're gonna get to Atlanta and peg it here soon. It's got to let things settle a little bit. Do you hear that? We're gonna go to that Sage Valley to- with a stopover at Peachtree. Sounds good. I know both places quite well. <laughs> awesome. All right, all all right Drew. Soon. God Thanks. bless, brother. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, again. thanks, buddy. You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, ninety four point five FM. Looking for Casey's best and coolest apartment experience? We have it, and it's called the Flats Casey. The Flats Casey is committed to providing an exemplary living experience by offering the best in class residential communities in the most sought after neighborhoods in Kansas City. With a focus on meticulous restoration and renovations of vintage properties, we aim to take the beauty of vintage and seamlessly unite it with modern touches. If you love urban living and are in the market for a freshly renovated apartment, The Flats Kansas City has options to fit every price range. Check us out at theflatskc.com or give us a call today at 816-454-3118. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you got a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town who have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to to our patients and follow up with them and make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay. And so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hi, this is George Brett, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. 
Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs. A big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Underground ESPN Radio here in the vault. And um, George, you look stressed out over there. I love the vault. <laughs> I love it. You need any? I'm uh, really going to love it if we start doing these shows about four in the afternoon and the and the everything's stocked behind us. Okay, the, the new rule lockers, the beer, and all that stuff. Go get a good workout. Come in here and hit some golf balls. I mean, you look very. Do a sexy. little show. Lay on the couch. Have a beer. How great is that going to be? You know, some guy came in the other day and asked me. He had never been here. He goes, "Do you do you live here? Do you live in here?" And the more I think about it, I, I you might could start. I mean, I don't know. Turtle's not liking these new arrangements. She says that the vault's nicer than our house. <laughs> and your dog likes it better. Your dog why likes it better. Why don't you go start looking for a new house and call my son Jackson? Mm, well, George, it's called 
it's called money at this point. And the, <laughs> the golf underground is, you know, Zank selling his house. Yeah. Perfect. Well, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to pause that a little bit. All your money is, is here in the underground right? it's here in the underground. Hey, t- maybe tell the, uh, tell the folks what's going on here at the uh, golf staple because you're, you're expanding. Yeah, we're actually adding a third bay simulator bay that will be done by middle of next week. If not, I'm going to go berserk. Um, and also, we got a big Titleist fitting day next Friday for for the folks, for the members. So if you need to get down and get get your weapons dialed for next year, it's probably the time. Also, we got the vault here just to stone throw away that it's an actual bank vault. Yes, that has been turned into, well, a male <laughs> lounge. So... <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some get and more comfortable place, than others. And a place you can bring your dog. And a place you can Stella bring your dog. Stella was here earlier, sitting on the couch yeah. with us, having a good time. Yeah, dogs allowed on the couch. Speaking of Titleist, do you know who we should have on the show one time? Dave Phillips. Oh, that's weird. I've only asked you nine times to get him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm texting him today. Perfect. Perfect. I'm well, and, and we've got um, these word. Oh, you say we got uh, Max Homa coming up. We got right? Max Homa coming up. We had a little correspondence last night. And so got him. Thanks to Joe Scovern. You know, you'd think Woodland would help land us a guest, but nope. His, he's clearly not a salesman. No. So it was nice of him to come on our last show, though, before you jumped in the limo to head over to your wedding. Right? Yeah, that was a little bit of a bull. That was a little bully move by me, but it was well done. Did you bully him? Because you're, you're very sheepish about you know, getting him to, to commit to being on the program. And so you kind of scooped him in there. Yeah. I kind of scooped him in there. And, you know, if you got to ask at the right time and, you know, when you put him on the spot and it's your wedding day, if he says, no, he's a real asshole, <laughs> especially if he's the best man. <laughs> if he would have said, no, I wouldn't have tied his tie for him. How about that? <laughs> that was how old's Woody? How old is he? 37 years and old. And he doesn't know how to tie a tie yet. <laughs> That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard of. A 37-year-old man who's married, has three kids, doesn't know how to tie a tie. Amazing. <laughs> Funny, you tied it for him, and it was just sort of hanging. So he wasn't ready to go official with it. Right. It was and, just then, sort of- and then we got to the, <laughs> then we got to the wedding venue, and they, the photo gal goes, where's your best man? He's going to tie your bow tie thing. I go, well, he can't tie a tie, so I don't like his eyes on a bow tie. <laughs> So I show up at the wedding. You, you guys had already been there. And, you know, I'm, I'm chatting with a few folks and I hear off in the distance, Sully, <laughs> Sully. And I look over and it's George. Right. And he says, I need a tequila. Get me a tequila. Gary need, no, Wardo needed one, too. We split that. You, <laughs> well, know, you, we split you only it. brought one. And so then we go. I know I need it. Supposed to make so two. then we, I go, George, we're getting ready to walk out. And I go, George, did you drink that tequila? He goes, no. I go, well, let's go. So we both walk back in there. He he chugs a little. I chug a little. And he hits me on the shoulder like we're going to a game. And he goes, let's go get him, partner. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I was walking down the aisle with Kevin. I said, we should hold hands. <laughs> so we started holding hands for hand. a second. Did you? <laughs> did you? Meanwhile, I got my mom saying, isn't the bright? Aren't I supposed to be walking with you? I said, mom, can you not just bring this up? 40, 40 seconds before I'm walking down the aisle. Like, come on. Isn't she supposed to, though? What's, yeah, what's I, don't, the, I don't know. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> the bride, you're supposed to walk with your mom? With your mom, yeah. The room is supposed to, yeah, supposedly. And I don't I don't know what. Well, Jenny, the wedding, wedding coordinator, that's not how we rehearsed. Yeah, it. clearly. I mean, the wedding, we didn't, we clearly didn't uh, do the ring, the ring toss or the ring exchange, exchange very well. <laughs> we kind of screwed that one up, but. 
<laughs> all in all, I thought it was funny. I thought it was, uh, uh, I thought it was, uh, I think everybody in attendance had a good time. Oh, yeah. I'd say if you had a bad time. Then there's something wrong. Well, and, and, um, I do want to apologize to, um, our producer sinks. Um, some of my dance moves looking back were a bit embarrassing and, um, I really had the legs kicking, didn't I sinks? Were you pelvic thrusting? Michael? I, well, you, you in our program, you said, you know, you better dance a lot, Sully. And I took that to heart. It was my gift to you. And um, yeah, I crushed it. Did so, you? I didn't never saw you out there. I was out there for I was out there by myself, probably about four songs, maybe yeah. four or five. You did a slow dance, didn't you? Yeah. yeah I always start off with a slow dance. Is that when you had a <laughs> is that when you had a back off, if you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I was getting a little excited again. <laughs> I'm getting excited looking at you sitting on that couch. <laughs> sitting on a laying on it. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Amazing. Is there any closing golf comments? There are discussions you'd like to hit, or should we um should we, you know, close up the bank vault? Well, for or, the vault, if you look in the corner of the camera there, we've got 12 of those lockers. Okay. Those are wine lockers that are going to be engraved with 12 very important members. So we're going to have an event coming up. It's going to call be called unlock it and the 12 highest bidders are going to get the uh lock Whoa. bingo with their names on it the 12 highest bidders and i was thinking maybe what we do is the 12 highest bidders we we pick a charity and it goes to that charity i choice. think i think we pick a house and we buy you a house perfect <laughs> wow. i'm kind of liking this vault gig <laughs> the wardos have done well between the doughboy winning 16 oh grand. my god did he ever get paid uh by some i paid him did you pay him? I paid him. There are a few few groups out there that I just I wasn't exactly clear on the bet, but there was a lot of people that knew what the bet was. So um, those that paid Doughboy, he's going to have pay it forward to them or pay it back to them uh, by way of a nice party here in the in the near future. Nice. nice. So All right. if you paid, you're going to reap the benefits. Oh, I'm going to give Doughboy my travel schedule. So make sure he has that party when I'm in town. <laughs> There's a lot of Because the one thing I hate missing is a good party, especially <laughs> when it's free. <laughs> well, you paid, so you, paid we hands, gotta, you paid handsomely for the party um, at your house, which was an absolute blast. So, yeah. hey, uh, we have a big tournament Monday. Yeah. Tell people about that one. Yeah. So this is uh, benefiting um, for the kids. It's benefiting um, Children's Mercy. David Faraday will be in town, um, I believe. Tom Watson's normally here, but he had a, um, a conflict with his head sponsor, so he had to be out. But it's an absolute blast. Great event. Huge auction. They raise over a million and a half dollars, maybe $2 million for Children's Mercy. Um, it's Kevin, on two courses. Kevin Timmons and Dan Beitler chair it, and they do an absolute amazing job. And it's fun to be part of because they just give you pretty easy gigs or tasks to do, and you help them do it. So we can do a show. Um, yeah, there's a good chance we do a show. Was that a year ago? That was a year ago. It was already a year ago. We did the Faraday and, yeah. and Watson. Uh, but yeah, we did it at that guy's Holy house. No, house. we did it at Watson's house. No, at Dan no. Beitler across oh, the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. It was across the street from Watson's place out in Olathe. Wow. We did that. I didn't get we to had get a big old steak dinner. With, huh? Remember, we had a big old steak dinner yeah. there and did the show up in the pool room. Harry Higgs the was there. Yeah. Harry. You would have signed a bunch of autographs. Why don't we do a show with Harry? You're, you're that booked on Sunday? Um, I'm going to the last Royal game on, on that day. I've got to get there early. And then I'm having dinner with my family. You're booked on Sunday. Unless Sounds you like want to good. do it early in the morning. 
Yeah, why don't we do it before church? Let's, <laughs> let's find out. Your if dad told me I got to take you over to church, so I'll come. We'll do a show. We'll take you over to church. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. So uh, let's wrap up the inaugural show here in the vault. Um, next week, the new technology. Next week, we'll yeah. have Wi-Fi in here, so we can actually. Yeah. It'll run smooth. Yeah. We'll start on time. And the new rule in the vault: if we're doing a show in the vault, the show has to happen after four p.m. Why? Um, because George can have his. Oh, we can have our cocktails. Well, yes, maybe, possibly. All right. Yeah, I'm in. It is Friday. I'm, I'm going to be cocktailing it very shortly. <laughs> I have the the. I have to go to a party for the wedding that never ends tonight. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. We what, have, you have a, a reception, you have another wedding a reception party? for the uh, Peppas family is throwing a reception at Oakwood Country Club, the beautiful Oakwood Country Club wow, here in Kansas wonderful. City, and it's for a lot of the people that uh, didn't get to come to the wedding. Great. And, uh, and my wife and I got invited, so we're going and I think there'll be about Kevin said 60 to 80 people there. So we get to do it again. Wow. Well, Dr. Peppas spent a little cash at that wedding. So yeah, holy good yes, thing he Doughboy helps soften the blow. Hopefully I hope he did, <laughs> but if he did, how's he going to throw another party for us exactly. with his leftover money? I guess well, for us, fund. like he's the three. Well, of let's you. just the say, let, <laughs> hey, let's just say, yeah, let's just say, you know, Trying to do my math here. 20 people paid him out of 32. Yeah. That's 10 grand. That's pretty good. Yeah. To play golf. That's not bad. He did, come, your, by the, he did come by the stable today, picked up four hats um, and left $100. So he's putting it back. Wow. The economy. Yeah. I've never seen <laughs> him pay good. for anything. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Hey, All right. And congratulations. I, congratulations to Sinks. What a job he's doing. We got teas now with the golf stable. We got ball markers. Yeah. And we have towels. Sinks is dialed. Unbelievable. I've I'm got, filling up my pockets full of teas and ball markers today. Now I feel like I've got a wife that likes to spend money on nice things. Yeah. And now I've got a quasi, I got a son that likes to spend money. <laughs> so it's perfect. That's the old story about the guy who loses his wife, loses his credit card. and He doesn't report it because whoever stole it, whoever stole it, spending less than she did. <laughs> <laughs> That's six. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, show show number one down in the vault. Guys, have a great weekend. I'm heading to the University of Missouri to watch um, watch the, the Tigers play girl. Tennessee. Watch the Golden Girl. Who are they right? playing this hey, week? What you think? You had a, you Who are they playing? Tennessee. Oh, that'd be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee. And you got a chance to finally meet my lovely bride. Yes, I did. Leanne, Sneaky right? smoke. No wonder you like to play huh? basketball against her. She's smaller than you are. And you're the smallest guy I know. <laughs> You got to see Man, our midget. You, you got to see our midget tosses when we hey, role play. When, when I first saw you, I thought it was Freddie Pottak. <laughs> I played next he was to my Freddie favorite for player growing years. up. Yeah, he was, well, no, he I'm not lying. Be, he I, had to be your favorite. He was player. my favorite player growing up because yeah. he represented the, the midgets. Right. Freddie was five Little foot people. four. How tall are you? Five seven and a half. Five seven. How old your? How tall is your wife? She's probably five one. Five, he one, was one. five eight until he put Greg Gurley up on his shoulders, and then he became five six and a half. All right, guys. Hey, we'll see you next week on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my